Welcome to NDTR Spotlight, a show where we highlight former and current NDTRs. And NDTR, if you don't know, stands for Nutritionist Diet Technician Registered. They also go by the credential DTR, which stands for Diet Technician Registered. In order to become an NDTR, you have to graduate from an accredited program, take an exam, and participate in continual education. Welcome to NDTR Spotlight. I'm your host, Marie Lorraine. Today's guest I'm super excited about. She's going to be a DTR um, graduating from our program an associate, with an Associates of Science in Diet Technology in May 2021. So she is currently a student, but she is doing so many amazing things as a student. We had to have her on this show. She is a student ambassador. She is working in food service for an RD owned company. She is a mother and she's so active on social media, doing great things. And I'm really excited for this interview. So if you are a student or you're thinking about becoming a diet technician and you want to take the diet associates path, um, or if you're a mom and you're like, how do I juggle school or you're interested in social media, this is an interview to watch because Bella is doing all of these things in leaps and bounds and is super successful. So Bella, thanks so much for being here today. Thank you for the really nice introduction. I appreciate it. Of course, you made it easy to, to write up. Yay. <laughs> so let's start with the question I ask everyone. Why did you decide to become a diet technician? All right, so I feel like it's kind of like a similar answer to like what everyone else, like originally, I didn't even know what like a DTR was. Mm -hmm. So I just, I have always had like an interest in nutrition and dietetics. And originally my first major I claimed in college when I started two years ago was um, physical education. So I'm gonna be a PE teacher. And then I realized I like more of the food aspect of health. And I mean, I like exercising, I can relate more and more interested in food. So I changed my degree to dietetics and then I realized we had a DTR program and I wasn't sure what that was so I just kind of ignored that and then I learned more about it and I'm like oh cool I could get in the field working a little sooner versus if I waited to have a bachelor's in dietetics so by doing the associate degree route that my school offered I'm like I could be able to get working in the field and I could still finish the rest of my undergrad and graduate program later. Okay I like that so you you found it because you fell in love with the nutrition part of dietetics. Yes, yes. So with that, you're in an associate's program, which to become a diet technician, you could either do associates or you could do the um, bachelor's. So was there a reason that you decided to do the dietetic associate's route as opposed to just sticking through and do it going for the bachelor's? Yeah, so kind of like I said, I just wanted to get um, like credentialed a little sooner and just being able to work in that field, at least where I live in Arizona. It's kind of hard to get a, like a nutrition or dietetic related job without some type of like degree, whether that's an associates in dietetics with a DTR credential or like a bachelor's in nutrition. Mm -hmm. So I kind of just want to get out of like you know, like the um, entry level jobs I was at before and just kind of get working even if I was still in school. So I just kind of want to be able to provide for myself and my family a little sooner, as well as just kind of be happier and work somewhere with other like-minded people. Yeah, and that makes sense to be able to get in the field faster. So for people who don't know the difference, can you kind of explain what the difference is between um, associate's diet technician and a bachelor's diet technician? Okay, so I'll just go off and explain. I feel like a lot of people know like the bachelor's route where you like get your four-year degree in dietetics and then I believe you're just eligible to sit for the exam without doing in any type of like internship. Mm -hmm. 
And then the associate degree route, so all these classes are catered towards um, like a diotechnology certificate or associate degree, even though like a lot of the classes do transfer to like a four-year undergrad. So you do that coursework there. And then we have a thing called practicums, which is like an already internship in a way. So they divide the practicum into three semesters. We have like a medical nutrition therapy theme one, food service, and then community. And then by the end of your coursework and internships, you should have like 450 hours. And then you're able to graduate and then you're able to sit for the RD exam. So it should take about like two to three years from start to finish how fast and how many classes you take. Wow. So when you're doing your internships, are you working underneath a diet technician or are you working underneath a dietitian? So it's been kind of interesting because everything's been kind of like virtual right now with like my practicums. But the um, so like last semester, we got to work under some registered dietitians. But it's really cool because one of my professors this semester for food service, she actually is a DTR, but she has like a master's in like food service and whatnot from before. So she's able to teach even though she's a DTR. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we're not exactly working under her, but we're able to learn a lot from her perspective. She's actually gone through the same program we have before in the past. So like kind of not really, I'm not sure if that answers the question, but in a way we do get to work with like a DTR, even though she's our professor. That's cool. So you do, you work with dietitians and DTRs in the program, not just, is that? Yeah. Thing? Okay. That makes sense. So you mentioned virtual practicums and so COVID is still happening, but there's a shutdown mm -hmm. in of everything that happened. How was the switch from like normal practicums to virtual? How did you handle that? Yeah. So I guess for myself, I never had to deal with the switch because I started actually all virtual. So I started this summer, it was already virtual from like the get-go, but it was definitely like a learning curve for all of us because this is my professor's first time doing a virtual practicum. Of course it was ours. So, I mean, I kind of like it in a way because it's um, it provides flexibility, but then I also kind of miss on like that hands-on like interaction or being in a hospital and seeing what like an RD doing their rounds is like. But our teachers really try their best to help like assimilate that experience. They bring in tons of guest speakers. Um, they got their hands on so many programs. And I feel like if anything, it's made me more tech savvy. And I still got to learn how to like chart and whatnot with a lot of similar programs because it's virtual. Wow, that's cool. So to help to help us wrap our head around what a virtual day is, can you kind of like walk us through what, yes. what it will look like? All right, this semester is a little different, so I'll kind of base it off of last semester. So I'm trying to think. I think we had to have about like 25 or 30 hours a week during the summer to be able to equate to the amount of hours for the MNT. I kind of forgot how many hours it is, but I know altogether it's supposed to be 450 by the end. Um, so in a day, I had two days of the week where my kiddo was at school and I was at home. So I just kind of cranked all my hours out that day, like seven or eight hours. So I listened to a lot of, um, to a lot of like, um, interviews. Um, also we had to do like a lot of charting with, um, you know, like fake patients. So we did a lot of that I and mean, you could count that for hours as well. My teacher, she was super cool. She found this, um, like, um, program where it's kind of like you're walking through a hospital and you kind of got to like figure out how you interacted with a whole bunch of like different medical professionals. So that was pretty cool. So it's like a whole bunch of different assignments 
or different things that we could do to make up that time. It sounds like it was really creative in like what they had you do and the case studies and actually charting that sounds like it was pretty valuable experience there. Yeah, definitely was. Yeah. So you graduate in May 2021. Mm -hmm. So like next semester, how are you ready? Are you excited? <laughs> I'm really excited. I feel like I'm ready. I mean, like ready in terms of like mentally. I still have to like apply for like the school that I'm going to be going to for next year in the undergrad. But I, yeah, I'm ready. I'm excited. I guess I'm just like going to miss my friends the most because like my best friends I've made through this program. So, but I know we're like all on to like different things, but like all good things. But yeah, I'm ready and I'm excited and just surprised I made it this far sometimes. So I'm really excited for that. Yeah, it's an accomplishment. Dietetics is not an easy field to study. So um, with, so your plan right now is you're graduating with the diet technician credential and career or associate's degree, and you want to go to the bachelor's school to get your bachelor's. Um, are you having any trouble with transferring your credits over to a different school? Can you touch on that, touch on that a little bit? Yeah, so I got really lucky. I also am going to an in-state school, which makes it a lot easier, but the director of my program is wonderful, and she, like, knows everybody, like, whether it's in a hospital or at, like, the in-state school, so she's able to make, like, a good portion of their credits transfer. Of course, like, the practicums, they can't transfer over, but, like, a lot of our food service classes or I mean, obviously, like, level 100 classes, so a lot of the actual classes can transfer, practicums, no, but I kind of got lucky to where I don't have to retake a whole bunch of classes. So for your bachelor's degree, do you know how long you'd have to be in school for credit-wise? Credit-wise, it'd probably be about maybe another like 50 to 60 credits after. So I do like 15 credits a semester, so maybe like four more semesters and then I'll be done with a bachelor's. Okay, so it's like two years essentially. Yeah. That's good. Mm -hmm. So I know a lot of people have that question. They have their diet technician credential and they have associate's degree and they struggle with, they don't want to have to do a whole bachelor's degree over again. Oh, I know. I think it just depends to what, if it's out of state or in state, of course. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's good for someone to think about if they're going to go the associate's degree, but then they want to keep going, you know? Right. Yeah. So um, on your campus, you have a, you're a student ambassador for your program. You're recently a model for um, your school. I saw you post on Instagram. I thought that was fun. Um, how has being a student ambassador in your school kind of helped you um, with networking or anything in that regard? Yeah, so it definitely helps. So for my student ambassador job, pretty much they kind of give us like a little script and then we help record to make like different Instagram stories or content for my school's feed. That way it shows like more diversity and just having like a student talk versus just like, you know, like a professor talk just so that people could be able to relate more. But I guess it's helped me personally in the field of dietetics because people want to know more about me. So I'm able to explain to them and they're like, what? We have that program at our school. Didn't even know that existed. So kind of help introduce that. And we also do like free like nutrition education consults through my program as well as to help us gain hours, but also for the community. So I've also been able to promote that as well through my student ambassador job. 
That's really cool. So for your, for the free nutrition consultants, are you able to do those? Yeah. So I'm able to do those. So we actually did them during the summer for our medical nutrition therapy internship to gain hours. And then I just thought, I'm like, I mean, it would be cool to bring up as like a recurring service. So I kind of worked with my director and then we're able to make that a thing. So pretty much um, I help like coordinate the schedule of the people eligible in the program to do nutrition counseling. And then I send it off to like the person in charge of doing the scheduling. And then we look on like the Google Docs, see when our schedule is or what consults we have that day. And then pretty much like either the person will let us know ahead of time, like why they want to consult or if not, they just leave it blank. So then we call them and it's usually about an hour, 30 minutes to an hour, depending on the person. And if they want, they could call again so that we could follow up. But we do like like we can chart for them. I know I do that. I'm not sure like if the other people doing the, um, the consults do that as well. We kind of help with like smart goals. I like noticed that helps them a lot as well to achieve whatever goal that they have. That sounds like such good practice because it's like you're really mm -hmm. doing something. You're actually doing something that's like, you know, it's on a made yeah. up patient um, and you're charting on them. That's really cool. So you're a student ambassador you're in, you're in your classes, and then you also have a job where you're working underneath a dietitian. Can you touch on that a little bit? Yeah, so I have like a food service related job. It's at a place called Tailored Bites. So um, a registered dietitian, her name's Rachel. She opened it a couple of years ago. So pretty much she kind of does a little bit of everything with that. So she does nutrition counseling, but then we also make meals as well every single week, different types of meals. Um, but say someone like a pay or a client she has, say they have like certain nutrition macros or needs that they need to meet in the day, we could also tailor the plan specifically to that person as well. So I help um, to make some of the food and kind of like prepare it and package it off before they deliver it or pick up. That sounds cool. How mm -hmm. did you find that experience or how did you find that opportunity? So I actually found it from my internship last semester, the medical nutrition therapy one. So I was like her little intern for the summer. And um, so I just helped her create social media content as well, because I had to be like virtual and helped her like write little um, paragraphs for, for like brochures and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But then um, over the summer, she had a lot of people leave, of course, because they had to go back to school. So then I was able to like hop on her team and become an employee. That's cool. That's good. The internships, doing like internships usually can help with that networking and finding jobs. It's not uncommon. So it's cool that you had that opportunity. So I want to talk a little bit about your social media now. So you have your Instagram. You're also, you do the uh, Facebook group for your, for your class. Is that correct? Yeah. For the, just like the um, program in general. Yeah. So mm -hmm. how has, how do you manage that and how do you make sure you're putting out positive things? And are you thinking about how social media will help you once you are credentialed? Yes. So, so my Instagram is public because I need it for my job. But on there, I try to be like a little more careful about like how I post things or what I post because I also want to come up like relatable, but like professional at the same time. If like someone who might want to employ me sees that I post something weird, I want to make sure that nothing too biased or unbiased goes out there. But mm -hmm. Um, so I'm very active on social media there. I kind of just share my life as an individual, a parent, um, a student and dietetics as well. And then we have a Facebook group 
that I created for the program just because I wanted a way to stay connected to everyone. I mean, people, like you could have someone's number but that changes over time, but I feel like Facebook, we kind of have the same counts forever. So it's open towards alumni of the program, those currently in the program or perspective, or we also have you too, because I know you're super curious and you definitely promote like the DTR community. So we have you in it, but I kind of just use that to help stay connected too, because I feel like even though everything's virtual, sometimes we don't see each other or maybe certain classmates I don't know as well. I feel like I can't really connect with them. So that's why I kind of created that Facebook group so that we can all talk and kind of learn a little more about each other and our struggles or what we like about the program. I think that's so helpful to have that because you'll be able to have that even after you graduate and that's just like building skills mm -hmm. super invaluable and it's super valuable. So you, um, you work, you are in school, you're a student ambassador and you're a mom. How do you juggle everything? How's your time, what time management tips or tricks do you have for people who have so much on their plate? Right, so I know it's definitely hard. I will admit I don't get like a ton of sleep. So that is probably how I get stuff done. But lucky for me, um, my kiddo does go to preschool just part-time. So just three days a week, but two of those days I'm not working. So today's like one of them. So I try to pack everything in it on like Mondays and Thursdays, the days he's at school and I'm at home. So that's a way I'm able to balance that out. But then also kind of do like a time block scheduling type of thing. So um, kind of like in high school, how say you're like in class, science class from seven to eight, and then from eight to nine, you're like in math class. And then when you're in math class, you don't focus on science. I kind of apply the same rule to myself. <clears throat> so for example, like say on Monday, eight to 10, I do homework. And then once 10 o'clock hits, I move on to the next task, whether that's like cleaning the house from 10 to 11. That way I'm able to kind of get everything done throughout the day instead of fixated on just a couple things. So that's kind of how I balance time. But then I also like don't get a ton of sleep either. So do things at night or I do it when he's not around. Yeah, that's a really, I've, I haven't heard that strategy of like kind of keeping that same high school like blocking schedule. Cause I mean, it worked when I was in high school. I was very efficient with time. So that's a really good um, tip. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, you're welcome. Have you, um, with that, is studying for the DTR exam in your scheduling yet? Are you pulling back on that for a little bit? Um, yeah, it's not in the schedule quite yet. I do want to buy some, I, I believe it's called virtual veggies or visual veggies, visual, sorry, visual veggies. I do want to buy that. I've definitely heard good things about it, but intentionally study for studying for the exam is not currently in my schedule. It probably will be really soon because I'm going to give myself that for Christmas. That's like a total like grown up gift, you know, gifting yourself things that you need. But um, my professors do a good job making sure like our study guides and our quizzes and tests that we have to study for are like um, questions from the exam or from like, you know, study guides and study buddies. So I guess we kind of study that way, but like intentionally studying for it, I have not done yet, but I will soon. I got you. Yeah, mm -hmm. I didn't start studying until after I was done. So I was just curious to see what your thoughts on for that. So um, going back to your social media, I've been following you for a little bit and you posted, you post things about child nutrition. You also talk about the LGBTQ community. And so I'm kind of leading into the discussion on diversity. And what are your thoughts on diversity in the field of dietetics and your experience? 
Yeah, so <clears throat> thus far, I guess I have like different outlooks from both sides of dietetics from like nutrition therapy for certain um, ethnic groups or different diverse groups and also just diversity for those working in the field. I guess from what I noticed and it never really occurred to me until I do, started to do more study and I guess there's like a lack of diversity and gender for dietetics. It's more of like a women heavy field and then as well as like different ethnic cultures as well. Um, I guess the field from what I've seen makes it's made up of mostly primarily like Caucasian women and then there's kind of like a little lack of people of color or different ethnic groups at least personally for me like whenever I look it up there's literally like no um percentage for how many people who are like Filipino or Pacific Islander that are in the field of dietetics so there's no representation there but at least I'll be like one extra person in the future to add to that um, but also, I guess I just really also have a big interest in just different nutrition therapies and how to counsel for different ethnic groups. Mm -hmm. It never occurred to me also that like maybe someone from a different background would need to be approached a little differently, even how we talk and present ourselves and eye contact could be different from each different ethnic group, as well as like foods that we recommend. I mean, you can recommend like a salad to like a typical American, but say they come from like a different country, like they're going to be like a salad that's like completely different from what I eat in my country. So just being more aware as well. And then in terms of the LGBTQ community, I just have a really big interest. Like my goal would be to help um, find research on the transgender community of those who are going through hormonal transition, because obviously from what it sounds like, um, doing that transition is almost like a second puberty, but like a lot more intense. So they're gonna need different um, medical nutrition therapy throughout the whole journey as well. And kind of just relearning different eating habits since they are transitioning from one gender to the other. And there's no research on that at all. And they have like no nutrition guidelines. So I would really love to like touch base. That's like my dream goal in life to kind of help discover research in that or help aid to that to help provide that for those going through that experience. Yeah, and I, I really appreciate you bringing that up because I remember when I was an undergrad, I was thinking about that. And like you said, it's a different, it's a different uh, a second puberty and the needs, they have to be different in some way. Yeah. How can you cater to that population appropriately and not let them just float by? That's not correct. And you know, it's not, right. um, it's not fair. Do you know how you want to achieve that goal or how you do get into research for that? Um, I would, I guess just personally, I would like to start it on a small scale, of course, because like research studies need like money and funding and whatnot. I think one of the classes I take semester, I'm taking next semester, they're kind of like open to like different projects. Any look at the, like how the rubric is for that, but I would kind of like to take my goal of helping find nutrition therapy for transgender use that as like a project so probably do it on a small scale I mean it'd probably be like people I find on social media that are transgender going through hormonal therapy or have gone through it that are open to sharing that and just kind of asking their questions and I guess it re would require me asking a lot of questions and just finding and doing like more scientific research on like how their body changes so I also want to do a lot of research on just um transitioning in the science of it as well before I jump into like the research of food and nutrition for them. Yeah, that makes mm -hmm. sense. Starting off with the conversation and questions so you know what to, you know, focus in on. 
Well, that's good. I'm excited for your career. <laughs> Thank you. So with that, what are your goals for when you are a DTR? Do you plan to work and do your bachelor's degree? And um, what prospects do you have looking forward to May? Yeah. Yes. So I definitely plan on working. I mean, getting, sitting down for the DTR exam, but working while finishing the rest of my undergrad as well. I may be leaning towards more clinical since I didn't have like that clinical experience. Mm -hmm. So kind of want to have maybe like a clinical DTR job. And I'm really grateful that in Arizona, a lot of the hospitals out here help pay for your college too. So that could also help. Um, but yeah, so I plan on working during my undergrad. As for my master's, I guess it depends how jam-packed and busy I am if I'm able to balance work with that. Yeah. So I want to finish off with a few more questions here. I know you're still a student, but have you found anything that's been annoying or frustrating about the DTR credential as you're pursuing it? Yeah, so I mean, I guess I wouldn't say annoying, but like, I mean, myself, I didn't even know what it was. So I guess like some people, I guess just being called like a nutritionist and there's nothing wrong with that, but like, I guess people are just kind of misinformed of what the DTR credential is or like, they're like, oh, so you're like an RD. I'm like, kind of, but I'm not. Yeah. So just kind of making that separate from the RD credential. And I guess what I find, I guess, annoying about being in this field is that people, and it's just mainly feeling bad for others. They're super misinformed about like where to get their nutrition counseling or how to approach that and I just I guess I personally had friends like pay for nutrition counseling from someone who's not credentialed and they paid a lot of money so I guess that's probably the most annoying thing is that people kind of market themselves like inaccurately in a way so and then just letting people know be like hey DTR and RD are like your go-to people for that type of counseling so you don't like waste your money on something that's not like legitimate yeah you have such a kind heart for saying the most frustrating thing is when people get the wrong information from somebody else so it's kind of hard <laughs> I had to think about how to word that one but I appreciate that yeah no a lot of people don't really they don't talk about how like other people are going to the wrong people for help mm -hmm. or like people just don't know about us so I think it's nice that you have that perspective of like the people getting nutrition help um, right it's a lot about your character so as a student I feel like um do you have any resources or anything that's been really beneficial for, for you as you've pursued your credential? Um, this is gonna sound silly and a lot of people do it anyways, but so in the beginning of the semester, I asked like my um, professors if I'm able to like write my study guides for tests in like a Quizlet format and they're fine with that as long as I keep it locked in private so only I can see it. So I type it up and upload it to Quizlet. So it's like one big, of course, like normal study guide assignment, but then it also converts it to flashcards. So I don't have to like do it twice. So I could just type it up all in once and then I automatically get flashcards as well. Cause I'm a big flashcard learner. So I guess in a way that helps me study cause it's a lot of um, information, especially like food service from what I realized and um, MNT. So I guess I'm a big visual learner in terms of doing flashcards, but that's kind of how I do it too. So I know it sounds silly and it's not like the most, you know, crazy, amazing, like studying technique, but that's what I do. No, I think that's great using Quizlet and that's helpful. Even for me, I'm going to take the RD exam soon and like, mm -hmm. having, you know, being able to use something like that. People always say Quizlet, but I'm never like using it, but hearing it from you, maybe I should look into it more. Um, 
them before. So thank you for that. That's a good, that's a good resource. So if anyone has specific questions for you or they want to get in contact with you, what's the best way that they can reach you, Bella? Yeah, so I guess like the easiest way for everybody um, watching would probably be just like you could shoot me a message on Instagram or I could even give you my email too and then they could email me if they don't have social media. So yeah, Instagram, I'm really active on and I check my email a little too much. So I'm always on my email as well. So those two ways are probably the best way to contact me. Awesome. So I will leave that email information and your Instagram in the comment mm -hmm. section. Anything else you want to share before we close out this interview? Um, I guess like my best, I just, I don't know. I'm just really happy that we're able to interview today and that you're willing to just make aware that associate degree route is out there for those who want to pursue like a DTR. I guess anyone like me or like maybe anyone that wants to get in the field sooner, I would just like super highly recommend this route and doing your research and see if they offer anything like this in your state or nearby. But I guess for myself, I guess I would say that's it. And I'm really grateful that you're showcasing this side of the credential as well. So thank you for that. Yeah, and thank you for sitting down and talking with me. This wouldn't be possible if people like you weren't willing to share your experience and, and be a resource to other people. So I really appreciate your time today, Bella. Thank you everyone for watching. If you have any questions, again, you can reach Bella on Instagram or her email. Give this video a like and um, subscribe to get more uh, DTR Spotlight interviews. They come out weekly. Thanks so much for watching.